Every single week, I hear from betrayed spouses who have pretty much the same question. Lisa, what do I do if my spouse says they don't want to do their part or they refuse to do their part in the healing journey? You know, they come back to me and say, why aren't you over it by now? Why can't you just let it go? I don't understand why you're so sad all the time and why you get so angry. When will you ever start to trust me again? Why do we have to continue to talk about the affair or the pornography use? I don't know what I can do to fix you. I'm sorry. I've said I'm sorry. And I promise that I won't do it again. Why do we have to go over this time and time again? It only makes it worse. I don't want to go to counseling. I don't want to see a coach or a therapist. Lisa, what do I do? Well, beautiful, we are going to break that down today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, He won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain, and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here for another episode of Beauty Beyond Betrayal. You know, we have expanded tremendously, almost 70,000 downloads in 78 countries. This podcast is exploding and it's because of you, our faithful listeners. And I want to shout out to one who left us a five-star review and I'd love to share that with you. This is from Jay Brumley says, so needed, five-star review. I came across this podcast today and I am loving that Lisa is taking the time to address such an important topic. Lisa offers a unique and positive approach to an otherwise horrible topic. Highly recommend to anyone dealing with betrayal in your relationship. Thank you so much, Jay Brumley, for sharing that with us. I so appreciate every review that we get for you taking the time to hop on and give us a five-star review and even type out like how it's impacting your life, how it's helping you. This keeps us out 
all across the globe as a 2% global podcast rating to get us in front of everyone who's dealing with infidelity and who needs hope and healing. So I want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for that. Well, we've got an interesting topic today. What do we do when our unfaithful spouse is just refusing to do the work, to do the hardcore deep dive healing journey that it takes to restore a marriage after betrayal? Well, you know, if you are in that situation right now as the betrayed spouse, it's understandable that you're not really healing where you think you need to be healing, right? Because when you have a spouse that comes at you and says, why can't you shove it under the rug? Why can't we just get over it? It's been long enough. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Why do I have to do this, that, and the other? Well, their expectations are way unrealistic. They just don't get it. Experts have told us that a fair recovery usually takes anywhere from two to five years to heal from an affair. Or if you found out that your husband or wife's dealing with pornography use, right? So there comes a time when you have to recognize your healing journey is very unique and some people heal in as little as 18 months and some people heal in about five years. Now, it doesn't mean you're stuck in the quicksand of the pain and the trauma, but it means that there is a cycle that you go through during the healing process. And so it's important to embark on that healing journey so that you can move through to recovery and enjoy life again. Hopefully restore your relationship to something far better, more than you could have ever dreamed or imagined. So it can happen. But if you have a spouse that is coming back at you and they're saying, why do we have to do this? I don't want to do the hard work. I've said I'm sorry. What else can I do? I'll never do it again. Then they're really speaking from a place of uneducated. (laughs) They don't understand really what it takes to heal. They're not understanding a couple of things. Full responsibility of their actions, nor are they understanding the impact of what betrayal has had upon your life. They don't understand that aspect of it yet. And until they do, until they're educated on it, and the way they get that is through coaching or therapy or some online course or a group-led course, then they're never going to be able to move through their own healing journey, which will equate into a better marriage. Now, usually when it comes to an affair, In order for the marriage to truly heal, the one who is the betrayer needs to step into the role of healer. They need to actually understand that they're going to have to have patience, empathy, and help you heal. Now, please hear me loud and clear on this. That does not mean that they can fix you, right? A lot of times the betrayer sits there and says, look, I broke us. I broke you. I need to fix you, but I don't know how to fix you. But reality is they can't, quote, fix you. That's not their role. Their role is to support you in your healing journey, develop empathy, have patience and compassion, and really put themselves in your shoes so that they can help you when you're triggered, when you're overwhelmed, when you're having a hard day, so they can help you move through the healing process. Now, it doesn't 100% fall on their shoulders because your healing journey 
is your healing journey as the one who is the betrayed. You are responsible for your healing journey and it might not seem fair. I totally get it because you were the one who was severely injured and traumatized through this infidelity. However, if you are riding in a car together and your spouse was at the driving wheel and they were driving that car and they wrapped that car around a tree and you both were critically injured, yes, you both need critical care. And that's what happens with betrayal. Your spouse, the one who betrayed you, was driving very recklessly and they wrapped that vehicle around a tree. They crashed your marriage. They crashed the relationship. And you both are wounded at different levels. You both have healing that needs to take place. And you can't do his healing work for him and he cannot do the healing work for you. But as the one who caused the accident, he can be the one to support you in your healing journey. And it's important to remember, based upon that analogy I just gave you, you're both dealing with pain. And again, as the one who's been betrayed, that's hard to fathom because you're like, wait a minute, I'm the one who's dealing with all the pain. And the reason why we look at things with that perspective and we don't recognize the pain that the betrayer goes through is because we only look at it from the, the standpoint of discovery day. That's the day we found out that we were betrayed. We found out about the affair or we found out about the constant pornography use or both. For the betrayer, the one who's been living this deceitful life for the long period of time, for them, D-Day can sometimes be like a relief. The secret's been exposed. They no longer are having to live this secret, deceptive life. It's not hidden anymore. They kind of breathe a sigh of relief. You, however, have had a dump truck full of deceit, lies, betrayal, all dumped on you, and you're just beginning to claw your way out from underneath the rubble. So it stands to reason that you are more focused on your pain. And right now you need to be because you need to, to heal from it. But it's also important to recognize that both of you are dealing with pain because the affair, the pornography use, or both was a very unhealthy coping mechanism for something that was lying underneath inside of the heart of the betrayer. Now, one of the differences that I will say between your journey as the betrayed spouse and the betrayer's journey is the timing. Again, the timing is when you find out about the affair, your journey's just beginning, but theirs has been going on for quite a while. So for them, they're actually breathing a sigh of relief. So because of that, they don't always understand your sadness. They don't always understand why when they say they're sorry and they'll never do it again, why you can't move past it and start to trust them again. The need to talk about the affair or the pornography use. They don't understand the fact that you are desiring to have him in an accountability group or her in an accountability group and the disclosures to take place, all the questions answered. So when you start talking to them about all of this stuff, you can be met with a brick wall. Like, hold up, why do we have to go here? 
So what do you do with that? Well, there's a few options, and I want to give those to you today. And I'm just very raw and real. We're going to speak truth here today, and it's hardcore truth, because there's really only a few options that you have in front of you when you have a spouse that is refusing to do the hardcore work to heal what was broken due to betrayal. All right, so let's look at your options. Well, the first one is um, you can actually do nothing and accept that your spouse is just never going to change. This is who they are. This is who they choose to be. They are emotionally unavailable. They're not going to answer your questions. And if I want to move on in life, I'm just going to have to kind of shove it under the rug. I'm going to have to deny it. I'm going to have to suck it up, so to speak, and move on. A lot of times I see uh, spouses do this with financial reasons. They are struggling financially. They feel like, you know, it's late in life. Um, I've been with this person for 40 plus years. This is what I know. This is all I know. So I really don't want to rock the boat. If that's your option, that's your option. Remember, this is your journey and no one can choose this for you. But it is your choice if you decide to do nothing and change. Now, please understand that if you make that choice, you are hit with the daily reminder that they are doing nothing to make things better. So you have to ask yourself questions. Are you willing to live with that the remainder of your life? Are you willing to uh, possibly live in a loveless marriage? Possibly live in a marriage where you're just two ships passing in the night. You're partners in this relationship. You're like roommates. And I know many couples who choose that choice and it works for them. And if that's you, then that's your choice. But this is something you have to decide for yourself. And only you can make that choice. But I would say, weigh your options and weigh them well. Because your choice is what you have to live with on a daily basis. So, let me tell you your second option. Your second option is where you are hoping that your unfaithful spouse is going to one day finally come to their senses and they're going to understand your needs. They're going to understand the impact that the betrayal has had upon you. They are going to understand the healing journey that you need to embark on. They're going to understand that they need help as well and they are going to start to take accountability. Uh, They're going to walk in accountability. They're going to take responsibility and they're going to eventually do the work. Now that's what you're hoping for, right? You're hoping that they will have everything lined up. And that's what I hope and pray will happen for you as well. But what if it doesn't take place? Well, the option for you at that point is to take control of what you can have control over. I'm going to say that again. Take control of what you can have control over. So this is where you start to recognize that his expectations of you, the marriage, they may be completely unrealistic because he's saying, I'm not going to do the hard work. I'm not going to move forward in this. Why do we need to do this, right? Well, this is where because of this, you're going to start to decide for yourself 
what is and isn't okay for you, what you will and will not tolerate moving forward in your relationship. You're going to set standards for yourself on how you will be treated and how you will not be treated. Like this is really when you get hardcore and lay it out. This is where I work with my clients on developing a safety plan, a recovery plan, so to speak, along with healthy boundaries and consequences that you put in place so that you are living a life of healing and wholeness. You're moving in that direction of recovery so that you can start to build your confidence back again. You can reestablish your safety and your security and you can breathe again, so to speak, right? So I always suggest that when you are working through this, grab yourself a journal um, and start to work it out. If you don't have a coach and you need someone to help you through that, then by all means, schedule your affair recovery plan consult with me today. I am setting up some calls for November. I'll be opening up only three spots in the month of November. Um, I've got, I'm getting ready to start a waiting list actually. And so Get your consult today so that you can get in before the wait list starts. Um, because once those slots are gone, they're going to be gone until December. So make sure to grab that. We kind of assess where you are in your journey, where you desire to be. And then I give you a roadmap. I give you a game plan on how you can get there. And we talk about the strategy to do so. And those who have worked with me have gone on to have just beautiful lives within themselves and within their marriages. So I would love to help you in that. So if your spouse is refusing to do the hardcore work and he thinks that it doesn't need to be done, right? He doesn't think that, or she for that matter, doesn't think that they need to go to counseling. They don't need to read books or talk with you about any of this, right? They don't need to do any of it. We can just move on from it. Then hear me out on this. It's not your role to tell them who they need to become. I know we want to. Believe me, I did it, and that was my mistake. <laughs> you can't change them, okay? Hear me loud and clear. You cannot change your spouse. They have to desire to have a heart transformation, and it's more than behavior modification. They can only handle that for a little short period of time. It has to be true to heart. So they have to make that choice. They have to make the choice of whether or not they want to stay in the marriage, what they want to do to heal the marriage, if they want to heal themselves, and they have to choose how they're going to get there. So if they're not doing that, then what do you do? Well, beautiful, like I said, start to develop for yourself safety boundaries and uh, consequences that you're going to place in order, and then set yourself a reasonable time frame. A time frame that you're going to give them to achieve what you believe they need to be walking in. Now, that can look like um, a time frame for he needs to set up an appointment uh, and, and get an accountability partner. He needs to set up an appointment with a coach or a counselor that can help him figure out why he had the affair in the first place. He needs to set up an appointment with a CSAT, a certified sex addiction therapist, to help him with his pornography addiction. Um, he needs to start working out a recovery plan with boundaries for himself so that he doesn't have a relapse. Set yourself 
a reasonable time frame where you desire him to have this done by. So this is what helped me when I was in the midst of the chaos of my husband's affair. When he was choosing not to end the affair after me pleading and begging and yes, I pleaded and I begged and we do get there sometimes. And when looking back, you can't believe that you did that, right? <laughs> but I did. And even in the midst of all of that, he chose to continue to go back and forth between me and the person he was having the affair with. And during that time, I was a mental mess. I was emotionally wrecked. And I knew that I needed a strategy in place. I knew I needed a time frame, so to speak, because I was in one of the most hardest times of my life. And I didn't know what my future held. I didn't know what was going to happen. So developing a timeline for myself gave me a sense of control over my future. Now, I didn't want my marriage to end. But I had to put a timeline in place so that I could see where he really was in his heart because that would help me make the necessary decisions that I needed to make for my own emotional health. So what I did is I set a time frame and I gave him a couple of months to say, look, this, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm working on my own healing journey. I've asked you to stop the affair. That's about all I said to him. Now, you notice I didn't say, get your act straight or I'm leaving, right? That's a given. But I didn't need to let him know I was giving him a time frame to stop the affair, to um, get his act straight and get into counseling and all this stuff. I set my own time frame, a couple of months, where he was going to see me doing my own healing journey. And if he didn't get on board, I was out. So... What happened? A couple months passed by, and unfortunately, he would tell me, I've stopped the affair. He even went to counseling. Yes, he did. Even went to counseling, lied to the counselor, and was still involved in the affair. And when I found that out two months later, I had given myself a timeline that if things didn't change in two months, I was out. And that's exactly what happened. I moved out. Listen, this is what you have to decide for yourself. How long are you going to wait without any progress at all? How long are you going to wait for your spouse to make the right decision? The right decision to end the affair. The right decision to get into um, CSC set for the pornography addiction. The, the right time period. How long are you going to wait for your spouse to do what is necessary to heal himself, herself, and the relationship. Now, for me, I was gone for about an entire year, and it even got to the point to where I filed for divorce. He was getting ready to be served divorce papers, and that's when things massively changed because my husband had witnessed over a year the healing that had taken place in my life, the confidence that I had rebuilt. I had gone on to develop a life of my own. And at that point, he recognized, I'm going to lose her if my heart doesn't change. And that's when transformation really started. Now, for some of you, you might look at that and go, why did you wait a year? Remember, everyone's journey is unique. All of us travel 
a different road. And there are some of us, it takes longer for the betrayed spouse to finally wake up from what I call the infidelity bubble. It takes them a while. For some of us, they're never going to wake up. That's why we have these choices that we have to look at, these options, so to speak, right? We can either do nothing and accept that they won't change and we can live in it, or we can choose ourselves. We can choose our own healing journey. We can set a timeline, and if they don't kick into gear, they don't do the necessary actions that you've chosen for yourself during that timeline, then you step up in bravery and boldness, even in the midst of fear, and you move forward with your own life. Because the truth is, you do have a choice. You have a choice of your future, what it's going to look like, what it will be like. You don't have to stay if you so desire. You can stay if you so desire. So you have to decide these things for yourself. And oftentimes, and please hear me on this, oftentimes you have to be willing to let go, let go of the relationship, let go of the dreams that you had about your relationship before you can actually get it back. That's what happened for me. And as long as you feel like you can't live without them, well, they're going to pick up on that. And if they subconsciously or consciously know that you feel that way, then in their mind, they're thinking, well, why do I need to change? I've got them. They're not going to leave me. Why do I need to change? Why should I have to go to counseling? Why do I need to listen to a podcast or do the hardcore work with a coach or a counselor? Why do I need to have all these unpleasantries in my life when I know they're not going to go anywhere anyway? That's something you need to weigh out. And it's often times that until the one who's betrayed you comes face to face with the pain of the possibility of losing you. They're never going to change. And for you, the one who's been betrayed, it's finally when you reach a place where the pain of staying in that miserable marriage, that miserable situation that's not changing, when that becomes greater than the fear of being on your own, that's when things start to get better, right? When you recognize, I really don't want to do this anymore. This hurts way too much. It overrides that fear of being alone. That's what happened for me. And so I moved into the choice that I knew I needed to make to move my life forward. What do you need to do at this point? What do you need to do to move your life forward? If your spouse is unwilling to move forward, to do any healing work, then you have a choice to make. And sometimes the choices are very, very difficult, but they're your choice nonetheless. I would say spend some time evaluating your situation. Can you stay in it and do nothing? Can you accept the fact that your spouse won't change? Or can you set yourself some healthy boundaries, a safety plan, and put a timeline in place and give it just a small smidge of time to give them the opportunity to do what they need to do to move forward? And if they don't, are you willing to move forward in your own life for your own emotional health. These are the options that you have. Hard as they are, they are your options. I would love for all marriages to be restored, but the reality is it takes two 
willing people to dig in deep and do the hardcore work after betrayal. You both have to be willing to do it. And I pray that you share this with your spouse so that maybe this could be the final little tool they need to kick them into gear to do what is right. I hope today's broadcast helped you. And I'm sure you noticed a little bit of a shift in the Beauty Beyond Betrayal podcast today. We are doing a little shift, and I'll have more on that shortly, but we're speaking to the betrayed and the betrayer because it's time for both to heal. You both need to come to the reality that you both are on a healing journey, and if you don't heal, this pattern will follow you the remainder of your life. And my prayer is to help both the betrayed and the betrayer become the person that God has created you to be. It is possible, and God can do it if you're willing. So stay tuned to Friday's episode. I've got some exciting announcements, and I have some great, great giveaways that are going to come into play, and it's going to be announced on Friday's episode. So stay tuned. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately. And always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.